0: Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, we will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Good morning, Benny Mathers.
1: Hi there, Dina, and uh, Snowy. good snowy day to you.
0: Did I show you the snow?
1: <laughs> well, briefly, you said it was there, and then you showed me, and then it wasn't. And so is it coming back?
0: No. It's Aha! beautiful. It's clear, but I'm, I'm trapped here. We got trapped. Here on the Whidbey Island about five thirty yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's been going around the Puget Sound area, and we'll hope everyone stays safe and be safe out there on the roads if you are commuting to and from uh, work or to even for school. Some closures out there, some uh, delays. So just be on the lookout for all uh, everyone out there. Yeah.
0: And the kids are going to be sledding today. I got some texts and stuff. So it's no school. They called it last night. So, so.
1: you should be out there right now with them? Or you, you say, I got to do a radio show first before mommy can play.
0: They, they said 11. <laughs> and I got my sled in my car. Oh, we'll see.
1: You're already prepared.
0: <laughs> Good for you. I am. Well, thank you for being with me um, yeah. all these times. It's um, uh, a different show today. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that are really I'll just bring it up. The song that you just heard, I I wrote, um, with we co-wrote, Man Mm -hmm. and I, and he passed away a year ago. And I um, did an album with him. So we're going to end the show with uh, the song we wrote, My Redemption. But uh, joining us this morning is uh, Tanya Swan. Tanya's been on the show, gosh, four or five times. So, Tanya, I'm bringing you back.
2: Thank you, Dina. It's wonderful to be here. And I just really felt I needed to get on here and share because of what I've gone through with the loss of my son. I just began to realize as I talked to people that hey, I am not alone. There's a lot of people who have lost people. And I talked to my lawyer for something I had to do. And he said that boy, he rarely had a suicide before, and now he's having one per week with parents calling him about their, their children checking out. So I I really wanted to get on here and help people to have some ideas about what they can do to help themselves in this situation because it's devastating and a lot of people don't, don't know what to do to help you they just say oh, you'll get over it or that kind of thing And i'll have to say to that you don't ever get over it you just move on and go on with your life because that person is never coming back they're gone mm-hmm. they can't get over it <laughs> no
0: and and yep. I, I I listened to your show with Kasara and I loved everything you were saying was resonating with the, my belief system and, and how I have kind of downloaded information from above and you and I were telling the same story and I just had to have you on my show because it helps me and I read your book heaven and earth how it all works so the, the, the for the listeners who don't know you're a healer you're a hypnotherapist and you're an author but we see past lives and life as we cross and, and mediumship. It, it helps us. So so I want you to tell the listeners the story of
2: your son. Okay. Yes. So what happened with my son is um he had a breakup, a bad breakup, and he started on you know it's to us to start to do some drugs. And the drugs he took were mainly ketamine and then other things after. But that's a disassociative drug. So it made him start to disassociate from who he really was to become this other person as he says it turned his brain upside down and as that happened he got more and more into this drug scene and with these friends that were doing drugs and you know the whole thing began with this breakup that he had about a year ago and his pain in his heart and he was trying to get over this pain in his heart and we'd encouraged him to do lots of things like go to the counselor and stuff like this but he said he had his path on the way he wanted to do it and so we were respecting that but still trying to convince him to do some of the more conventional things to get some help. So anyway this was going on for about a year and there was more I could go into about you know what happened that day exactly but just say that you know he spent 3 days because it was his birthday coming up, his druggy friends decided he should be taken out for lots of drugs. So they did three days of drug after drug. And this was prefaced by uh, a bit of relationship stuff again, bringing up some of the stuff from before. And he tells me to drop the story about the two girls that were involved in this, that it's not about them, it's about him and his choices. And so we're going to stick with that line. So anyway, he um, he went to a trailhead and he shot himself after three days of doing these drugs and he had gotten into a, a little bit of an argument with one of the, the girls. But it really, like he said, it had to do with the fact that he wasn't thinking right. And interestingly enough about that, you know, knowing that we have so much help in in spirit, his sister, he tells us through the medium, his sister was there. She's on the other side. She died of a brain cancer 10 years ago and she was yelling at him. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, And for a moment, I guess he got clarity and decided he wasn't going to shoot himself and actually announced that to the person that he had been talking to on the phone. And then he again sank into the darker space and shot himself anyway. But and, but, and, and in um, your story, she the was listener, there to catch him.
0: Yeah, and so you know, in the listeners that after he passed, you got communication from him. So you, so he's telling yes, you this after yes. the fact.
2: He's telling me this after the fact. So what I did because I used to be able to speak to him. Um, We had telepathic communications. In fact, one day he went on a trip for five days and we came back. I said, don't don't tell me. I'm going to tell you what happens for the five days day by day. And I told him and I was exactly right on. So we had always had this. But in the last year, it had kind of gone away and I had wondered about it. But I thought, well, he's getting older. Maybe he doesn't want his mother to know everything (laughs) that he's doing. Kind of not that it was every single thing, but um, I just figured that's what it was, but that wasn't what it was. It was the drugs. They were interfering with the communication. And so I guess that should have been a flag, but I didn't know it. And so when he did pass, I got the call, you know, at 12 o'clock at night uh, from the coroner. And they said, you know, what's your relationship to Alex Gammon? I said, I'm his mother. He says, and she says, well, he's dead. And I said, excuse me, because this is not Dina, this is not the person you would ever expect to take his life. He just wasn't that person he was a very accomplished person a very seemingly happy person he had a great family lots of support friends and family but he did and he describes that as um we got a hold of the medium the next day i called a friend of mine who does grief circles and i said i know you have a medium you said is excellent her name is Sally Leonard. She's in Maine. And I will give you that information that you can give out to people, her phone number if anybody needs that help. But I felt like I, I couldn't make the communication at that point. I couldn't, I could hear him saying I'm sorry as he was trying to apologize from the other side. I could hear him saying that over and over, but I couldn't really make a good contact where I could re- really get an explanation and understanding of what the bleep happened here. <laughs> And I I felt like I needed that. I needed that closure. I need that understanding. So that's why I got a hold of my friend and she gave me Sally's number. And I texted Sally and Sally said that usually it takes about 10 days before you can talk to them, but I could hear him saying to me or pushing on me. I want a voice. Give me a voice. And so I got a hold of her and we gave him a voice. And it was amazing when he had to share with us. It was really helpful and healing because um, there's just things that I didn't know. One of the biggest ones for me that um, he told us was that it was his day to leave. This was his death day and that he was going to be in a car accident later that day, which had some to do with the fact that he said he didn't feel like he had a future. He couldn't see a future, and that was one of the reasons that he left. But the other was that he just didn't see a future because in our society right now, there doesn't seem to be a future for these kids. They, they're given this lie that there's no future, that there's no solutions to the problems that are going on on the planet, and that is the biggest lie. There is a solution. It comes through our connection, through our connecting to spirit and to finding those answers. So that was a a big one for me. The other one that was really um, important for me was that he was still feeling the pain and that he, I didn't know this with people when they cross over through a suicide, that they still feel the pain of what happened to them. Um, He thought that if he ended it, that he would have like a reset and he wouldn't have that pain and it wasn't true he did have the pain and he had complicated his life even further and made it more difficult and he also wasn't allowed to go right into the spirit realm the one that i know the one that i've spent my whole life going to and been to like 360 times plus as a kid and then all the times doing the work that i do of the life between life therapy that beautiful spiritual realm he was held outside of it and still is to my knowledge until he could pay back to life what he took he realized after he passed that he didn't have the right to take his life that that's not a right that we have to take life and so that he now has to pay back to life from what he took and they have him doing exercises where he's going to every level of life and experiencing it and having having compassion. And he says he's going through it rather rapidly from the very beginning stages of life, which I'm assuming would be like an amoeba or something. He didn't really say all the way to human and having compassion and giving love at each level. And that's one of the things. And then after that, he has to do a review of his life. And he had started some of that already and review every single part of it. And in his most recent communication, he talks about what he's seeing in that that moment where he sunk into this really dark space was just a flash compared to his entire life. But yet he checked out in that moment. And mostly due to the drugs. The drugs are not the answer. The connection is the answer. And the connection I made through the medium, the connection I made with him spiritually. And now being able to make even more connection with them spiritually, those are the things that really helped.
0: And and children are losing their connection and some are not even taught to have a connection outside themselves. that's bigger than them. And that's why I call my, my sh- everything, lift your spirits because of the chakra work and helping children find their crown, their third eye, their throat and their heart. That's where you get your inspiration, imagination, creativity, intuition, Plus self-love 101. But when kids are living in those lower chakras, that's depression. That's low spirits. And that's where they're, you're right. The television, everything's telling them what it what is. And it's usually selling them something, saying they're inferior. Buy me, buy me. But what we really need is our kids in art. That's why I'm around artists and musicians, because I prescribe it for adults and children to get their spirits high.
2: Right? Yes. Music is amazing. And Alex was also a musician that 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 about drugs are going to help you gain spirituality and connection. That is the biggest lie that's being sold to our children right now. This is a solution. It's not a solution. The solution is connecting to who you really are, getting those real answers and helping to make the the change and being part of the changes that we can do. It's a it's been a long, hard road and music is it. It was an amazing healing thing for me. I Every morning I would wake up for weeks and weeks. And the first thing I would see was him in his car with the, the shotgun thing. He had a A-47 a or something like that. Anyway, it's a machine gun type of thing, yeah. semi-automatic. He was a marksman. He taught gun safety. He was a yeah. person that pulled his friends out of drugs. This is so, so unlike him to have One chosen the drugs, and the two chose to shoot himself. Anyway, I would wake up with this visual every morning, and I was praying, God, please help me with this. Please help me find a way out of it. And one morning, I woke up with a song going through my head, and it was not even a song I knew. It's a Twinkle Twinkle done by Is, in a Hawaiian style, and it's done in Hawaiian. And I'm hearing these words of the Hawaiian, and so I start focusing on that. And so then I start waking up every morning with this song in my head. And so then I go get the music and I start to learn it and start learning how to pronounce the Hawaiian words, which are really difficult for me because I don't speak other languages well. But this gave me something to focus on. So then I started to wake up every morning with the song and that was so healing. It really helped me to move past it. And I started singing it during the day. And when I started having intrusive thoughts, I would hum it or sing it or whatever. It just helped so much. Music is a, a wonderful healing modality.
0: Well, and also that's them coming through. So I, I mm-hmm. talked about Van. Um, when I met Van, he had writer's block. He'd been gone through depression. He was in low, low, low spirits, and he couldn't write anymore because he didn't have the higher chakras. In, but his uh, co-writer passed like in two months. There was just he was gone. So he was he was depressed, and so during Reiki and all the the things we did, we started writing songs. and and produced an album, but the album is really about the dark side and, and coming back again, that's what it's called past lives and what we're learning. And I like when he says, my redemption is, um, it was just a blink of an eye in God's eyes, you know, like life or these things we're just a blink of an eye, uh, you know, for God, but he started to understand the spiritual stuff. And he got, you know, he was struggling with suicide. He was on my show many times talking about that with a firefighter who lost his son and a friend of mine, so yeah, lifting your spirits, the music, he was doing pretty well, but pharmaceuticals. I mean, I just have to say big pharma is the biggest drug dealer. I, I, I'm just, and yes. kids that, he said in, in rehabs that he went to that most of the kids that were on Ritalin were the kids that were doing meth, or he said the opioids for the kids who were playing sports and stuff were the ones doing heroin. And it, it was just, yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't get the meds anymore. So they just went to the streets or they were stealing them. And so we're in, in deep trouble. I've been preaching, you know. This medicating our very um creative uh tie-dyed sheep children is 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 going to take this planet down. We have got to find other ways. And that's why I teach the chakras and the and the uh intentions and prayer and I um get them outside, make them look up and see the stars, that gives you hope again. But sitting in front of a phone medicated, playing video games, killing people, is is going to eventually kill our, our society.
2: Yes, I agree with you. And Big Pharma has a lot to play in this. And if you look at the mass shootings, it's not the guns that are the problem. It's the drugs. These kids are on drugs. They're on pharmaceutical medical drugs by the doctor. And then, like you said, also the street drugs. And those are are just they're just killing them. And I don't know about you, but I go to, to Netflix once in a while to watch a movie and everything is violence. Violence, 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 and I, I have to search through to find something decent to watch. It didn't used to be like that. Not when we were growing up. There was Disney, you know. But
0: <laughs> well, it's stuff. called it's called desensitizing, and when you desensitize people, it's easier to control humans. So again, when you and I were scrolling mm-hmm. through the television, we might hit our third eye because we're just watching someone be murdered, and it's just rant- they're they're doing it all day. In fact, they're video playing it and they're killing people themselves. You know, I walked in my son's room one time yeah. and that's when his his personality changed too. He wasn't my son anymore because he was close. We had that, he said, mom can't do healing work with me because she'll know everything about me. <laughs> you know, the race. <laughs> mom will know everything. And he's been on the show and said that before. So I know when he's in trouble because he doesn't want to do healing work with me because he'll I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. But he started playing video games. And uh, for that whole year, I didn't recognize him. And I walked in his room one time and uh, he, he, they were running through people's houses, like, you know, a normal house killing people. And I had to give him the whole, you know, what's happening to you here. And and then he eventually quit the video games and he woke up. But you add some, you know, drugs to that. they Sometimes they just don't come back.
2: Yeah, they, it's so true. And Alex wasn't a video gamer, but his brother was is and he actually works for nintendo and he has decided to leave nintendo and become a counselor as a result of this and so this is a big wake-up call for him also i'm glad of that the other thing i'd like to oh so go ahead no oh go go ahead well, the other thing I was to say is that communicating with other people, you know, there's a lot of us that are in this together, and there are organizations, there's healing circles, and we'll we'll give people references to that if they, they'd like them. And there's um the helping parents heal for people that have had um children that committed suicide. And these are people actually um in the helping parents heal, they believe in mediumship and they actually have mediums. So there's places people can go if they're spiritual and they want help there's also just talking to people i found for myself as i talked to people i was processing this and it really helped me to hear their stories because a lot of times i'd be like on the phone i was helping um my daughter, with all the things had to be done after Alex's death, and one of them was to turn off his phone. So I'm on the phone with the guy that and I'm talking to at T-Mobile, and we start into a conversation because he's lost somebody. And the conversation goes on for an hour, and at the end of it, he's like, oh, thank you so much for just talking to me about this. Nobody wants to talk about it. No. And so communication, just, just being free and open and just talking about it. For me has been extremely healing because at first i was like maybe i'll just not talk about it because people don't want to hear this and my husband was kind of like that too he's like i don't think people want to hear about this but actually it's been the opposite people do want to talk
0: heart-to-heart conversation heals and we need i call it, it the does. art of this the art of visiting more of that and less testing, <laughs> such. And yes. but it's also the the facts are The the suicide and the reason I know this is because I I work here at the distillery anyways, and I talked to thousands and thousands of people during this lockdown thing, um, because they came here because alcohol was essential, they said, and uh, probably nurses and such said that the epidemic was actually suicide, it wasn't the other thing that was going on, because she said, Organ donation has gone up a hundred percent. And that's because people were dying and they were getting their organs. This wasn't talked about Nobody talked about it. I don't, I can't even tell you how many people have either um, taken their lives because they're super sad or lonely or whatever, but most of them were put on a medication. Then the medication made them worse because they were drinking and doing drugs illegal. And then they put them in a psych ward and those people do not come back. They start drinking again with the pharmaceuticals and it's over and no one's talking about that. And I I'm pretty serious right now, but I'm just super sad that everyone's keeping it in the closet.
2: I agree with you. And obviously the the kids aren't feeling like they can do something to get help. I mean, I still we asked Alex, well, why didn't you reach out to us? And he said from the other side that he didn't really realize he was a drug addict. He thought he was doing things to heal himself. Mm-hmm. So he's still up to the moment of his death. He didn't even admit his addiction that he was dying of this addiction. And we were on him. Like I was actually on his case. I was like, Alex, I want you to come in and see me. I want you to come and see my associate. I want you to get counseling. I want you to, you know, go in the Genesis, you know, because he was saying he had a broken heart and that's what we thought he was trying to heal. But he was so resistant, and I, I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't come in. And I gave him a test to take, called an organic acids test, oat test, and he wouldn't take it. And this is really unusual for Alex; he would normally do that kind of thing. But now I realized it's because of the drugs; they would have shown up on the oat test, mm-hmm. and he didn't want me to know. And he said he didn't want to hurt us; he didn't want us to be hurt from the fact that he was doing this. He wanted to handle it himself. Which obviously he couldn't. So, message to others, reach out to people. Really, and, you know,
0: and d- dealing with men. Men, from what I understand, they, yes, they, men they, 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 don't, they don't have those heart-to-heart conversations. They keep things down because they want to be manly. And I, I know my friend just passed away recently, this exact same way, four months ago. And I actually had a, a reading with him right before, you know, things got a little. He had he had to go take care of some things, and then he came back and did exactly the same thing but uh he he was told at nine not to cry and he was a firefighter and he had ptsd and i i knew him a long long time ago so i know about the firefighter and i've worked with firefighters they are taught to keep their mouth shut their heart closed you didn't see it go home and they either work out make some food and and they don't they don't communicate the pain and the tragedy and 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 i might i do have to say the friend that was on the show who lost his son and they were with van on that show to suicide he said he basically when he did the memorial he was talking to like 400 firefighters we have got to get help we have got to get counseling we've got to stop this cycle and it's either heart attacks or suicide that's what's killing our our first responders
2: I agree with you. And I know there's something like for the police and maybe firefighters, too, that they're not allowed to go to counseling. (laughs) And and that's just ridiculous. These people need help. Um, I guess it's because if they've been through counseling, it's showing some kind of um, mental problem or something. I don't know what the whole reason for that is, but that needs to be changed. They need to actually have a regular counseling and have maybe groups where they talk about these things and how they're handling it and what they can do to make it better for them
0: well and his son took his life because he became a firefighter he was a family man now so he wanted to be like his dad and he I guess he saw the most horrific scene he was the first responder and all the older firefighters came to his dad and said did you know what he went through i mean do you understand what he went through and has he talked to anyone about it and he hadn't but he started he quit sleeping he couldn't sleep from what he saw but he didn't talk about it oh my gosh so he had such bad ptsd from it that he just won i don't like they said we don't even think he knew he was doing it he he was so out of it
2: alex says that he was so drugged that he wasn't even himself when he pulled the trigger he said he was toying with the idea and he wasn't meaning to even do it And then the next thing he knew he had done it and he was on the other side going, Oh my God, what did I just do?
0: Now I can't get back. You said disconnected from self and disconnected from source.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. He was. And you know, the other thing that was interesting, I will say as a side note, because I think this is just an interesting thing from what he went through as far as, um, leaving us I was really devastated that he had left us early in his case evidently not because he was actually due to die in a car accident the the later in that day but the other thing is that he was on a life extension now I don't know if your readers are familiar or your listeners are familiar with um life extensions I'm on one myself but we have different times that we can check out and go to spirit and we set those up before we come and I I had forgotten, and a friend reminded me right after he died, that when he was first born, I had told her that I felt he was going to die early, that maybe around 12. And so when he was with the medium, I asked him, I said, Alex, were you on a life extension? He goes, yes, I was supposed to leave at 15. But I decided to stay because I had a divine plan, a mission to be a sibling. And I wanted to continue that. And so he stayed in and at the time, if I look back at when he was 15 is the time where I went through my daughter having brain cancer, my mother having a stroke, I had a divorce, my son went crazy with schizophrenia. And I was a basket case. So he stayed as a support person. And he stayed for another 10 years. So that was a blessing. And it was nice to know that there was that. And that helped.
0: I have to say life extension. I love talking to you because you helped me figure me out so I did this first spiritual, <laughs> spiritual class and this is when I first was not really knowing I was intuitive or anything and you had to ask you know how um why did you pick your parents and they said you needed bodies to get here and then yes. after that, you get that you, you get off the tarmac you know like you land a plane and then you go live your life you don't sit on the tarmac with the same people you go mm-hmm. investigate and then they they said how long will you live and the voice said 56 and I said 56 that's too young in my mind right as I'm doing this communication. Uh-huh. And they said, you never wanted to be here anyways. <laughs> so 56 would be w- way out there. And then they said, well, how long would you like to live? And I, I said the word, I said, 88. I'm like, oh God. So when I, <laughs> I had some really, it was a nine year. It was my darkest year ever and I had blood pressure. Like I could have had a stroke or, I mean, it was that bad. And I had to make some, uh-huh. I had to disconnect from, in fact, I'll tell you, I had to disconnect from Van because I couldn't save his life it was killing me. And so I had to walk away from him. Um, and yeah, it's been a year since he passed. Cause I knew I saw it coming, but I couldn't stop it. And I was 56. And, and a year later when I walked away, I realized I turned 57, but I wouldn't have made it. Cause I had firefighters saying, your blood pressure, you're going to go to the hospital. Like immediately I passed out and the drugs they gave me, I had side effects. So, you know, oh my. gosh, I love that life extension. Cause I, gosh, 88, that's really old though. I
2: don't know. <that> Well, we need you dina we need you your voice and and helping people you do so much so i'm glad that you decided to stay longer and i'm glad i decided to stay longer i actually like it here i'm coming back i know there are people who say that they don't want to come back to this planet but hey there's a lot of challenges that we get to meet them actually on the spirit side everything's kind of easy and even though you can develop and evolve it's not like here here you develop and evolve really quickly and I like the opportunity of meeting the challenges. And so I'm coming back. Well, and I like
0: being reunited with light workers or people that I feel I've been with. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. There's Benny, all of these people we work with. Benny's going to write, like, you guys need to take a break.
0: <laughs> you and I could talk. Oh, we got okay. the phone. We could talk forever. So we can. Take our, our first and only break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information.
1: Are you in need of some self-rejuvenation? Give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest and begins to gently heal and reconnect. To learn more about Energy Genesis Therapy and all of its benefits, visit their website at tanyaswan.com.
0: Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Energy
0: Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie and Tanya Swan, the author of Heaven and Earth how it all works is joining us this morning. Welcome back, Tanya.
2: Thank you, Dina. So wonderful to be here with you again. I love your and energy.
0: I love your energy and how you teach me about myself. Cause I get little winks from the universe, right? And little, little <laughs> aha moments. They're like, how did you know that? I said, because of my intuition, my, it, it just popped into my head, you know? And I, I think that's the, that's God or whatever you call this higher being, uh, giving you, giving you hope, but also giving you direction. And when you have your crown chakra open, it's not from you, you know, you, you overthink things, you analyze, you say horrible things to yourself, but spirit or angels or light beings or whoever, it's just like Dina, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be beating yeah. myself up in my head and they'll say, look how far you've come just quickly like that or something. Stop it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And I've been doing that really intentionally since Alex's death. One of the things that I will say to myself, because I'll go off on those tangents is uh, picking a better feeling thought. And when I get really emotional, I'll do the same thing. I'll let myself experience it because I feel like if we don't let ourselves let it out, then we're going to end up with something physically wrong with us, which is not good either. But I also don't want to get in it so long that it's making an emotional problem for me in staying in that uh, negative, not negative, releasing energy. So I, I release it. And then at a certain point, I say to myself, "Okay, you've done that now. What's a better feeling thought? And I just try to think of something. Is there anything that I can think of that's better? And I think, well, he's he's in heaven and that's a good place and he's beginning to move towards happiness and he's learned some things from this and he's an eternal soul. He's not going anywhere. He's not dead, dead, you know, so, you know, I'll pick a better feeling thought and then I'll just take it from there and keep going with it. And at one point um, I decided to do the exercise that my teacher gave me, which is a really hard one. Because he would always say to me my spiritual teacher that i had when i was 11 who took me to the spirit world some 360 times he taught me all about the psychology of humans and it that was very helpful but he would always say to me and it was so so hard what's good about it i hated that sometimes because it was all the times when things were going wrong He'd say that to me, what's good about it? And I, it, it trained me to think about what is the benefit that can be reaped from this. And there's always something. And so it got me thinking about Alex, you know, what could I say as a benefit that I can be focusing on here? And that was developing my spirituality. So I was like, since he's not gone, he's only living in another dimension. I can now develop my ability to listen spiritually. And to connect him, with him spiritually, and that can be our path together. We can have a new relationship. Our relationship has not ended; it's now taking a new turn, and we have to adjust to being able to do do it in this way. But that can be beautiful in its way, and I'll share you one beautiful story with you are there's actually two I'll share but one of them I was just after his death everybody stayed with me I wasn't allowed to be alone I wasn't even allowed to drive because everybody was watching me not that I was really a danger to myself I'm not suicidal but um I was sitting on the ferry by myself at the front of the ferry and I was looking at the water and the next thing I knew he was there he was so physically there, Dina, I felt I put my hand up. He's in the car in the seat next to me. And I put my hand up to him and I'm like, well, hi, Alex. You're like so physical. I feel like I could physically touch you. You're so real. And it's the most real I had ever experienced a person from spirit. I mean, it felt like he was physically there. And you, and you know, I believe in all that stuff because yeah,
0: I, I, that was so believe, nice. I've had so many conversations with someone from the other side trying to get through to a loved one who's who's, who's oh, yes. that that's happens. that's how they come through to me. If someone's coming through to me, I know they're deceased, one, but they're also trying to get a message through to yes. someone who's hurting, and that's the only time I let them use me. It's not for fun, it's not for entertainment purposes, it's for uh communicating. 'Cause I'm a triple Gemini and I feel like a temple Absolutely. Worker. And I've had that I
2: have a rule about that I had to make with spirit because one time somebody said I should open up to it and I didn't. All these people were standing in line. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna be John Edwards. That's not my path in life. <laughs> no. So only those who are related to me in someone I love. Mm-hmm. They can come through to me. And so I've had that happen several times. And recently another one that um, a client I had reached out to just to check and see how things were going. And his wife had died and passed. And he had been in a very, very um, deep depression for about seven weeks and unable to do anything. And so we had a a wonderful conversation. And she came through and she came through actually immediately uh, when I first heard and said to me, don't be angry at him. He did everything he could for me. And I thought, I wonder what that's about. So he explained that to me that, you know, he did. He he stayed with her through everything. I mean, to the very end, whereas most guys leave when you have a, a cancer, They the, the women will stay, but mostly the men will leave. They don't know how to deal with it and don't want to. But this guy stayed and he did everything he could possibly do to help her, stood by her side. And that was beautiful. And I was able to share with him. Cause she, you know, came in that she was there and she was saying this. And that was so healing for him because he was like, did I do enough? Did I do the wrong things? You go through all those questionings. Is there anything more I could have done? Mm -hmm. And Alex came through for us and said, there is nothing more you could have done. This is about my, my path, my inability to work with my grief and my, my things that I was going through in my life and my ability to reach out and ask for help. Well, and you know,
0: I like to teach people how to get through to the other side. Uh, So, you know, Mm -hmm. get pictures of them when they're happy, think of happy times. Uh, And then they they come through in dreams. And I'll say with van, he passed away last year about this time and I needed him to come through. I needed him and I wasn't at my house and it was, I was, I went through some of the videos we did, the happy times, not the times where I was losing him to, to, you know, big pharma and the rehabs and all that stuff. Not those times, the times where we wrote music together, the times at the beach with his daughter. And then I fell asleep. It was seven o'clock in the morning. It's usually seven. And he's come to me three times. And you know, Mm -hmm. because you're kind of fuzzy, you're kind of fuzzy, you know, and it feels like you're four. Half awake. Half awake and half asleep. Yeah. And the dream is just something you never would expect, but they usually will say, I'm fine. But what do you, he, he I'll say, I'm going to say it. He said, Dina, I don't smoke or drink anymore, but he meant it because <laughs> he's, he's free of his body. And the last yeah. time I thought that would come, I thought he might say sorry or something, but he just said, Dina, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I looked at him and I just hugged him. It was like that Reiki hug, like, mm-hmm. I, cause mm-hmm. he doesn't have to get that pain and try to get rid of the pain that he had in this lifetime anymore. So I, I felt he was happy. Uh, And then I got another one where another one where he was the happiest time of his life because he was a famous musician is when he quit playing and he stayed home with his baby son for a whole year and became the father. Right. Uh And the baby, the baby was in his hands and he was walking out the door or something. And but I could just tell he was. So that's my relief. And I've helped other people um, get those dreams And you just have to really think about when they're happy or those songs you get, those songs, you do go look them up if they're playing
2: in your head. (laughs) Those songs are important. And you know what you said about connecting with the other side and helping people to be able to make that connection is something I find I do a lot in my work, in in my regular day-to-day job. And I find that like for this person that I just worked with, it's so healing when they can make that connection and I find that people don't realize that they are making the connection. One of the things this person was saying to me is is that person hasn't come to see me. She's come to see everybody else, but she hasn't come to see me. And she's standing there looking at me going, that's not true, I've been there every day. And I told him that, and I said, I think it's that not that she's not showing up, it's that your perception of her isn't working. You're not knowing it, or you're not... And she says, he's knowing it, he just doesn't know he's knowing it. And I said, she says that, and he goes, that's true, and so he realized that he was knowing, but he wasn't believing himself. He wasn't trusting what he was getting, and that's what I found with people over and over. I'll say to them, for instance, when they go under, uh, "Do you have a sense of your guide?" "No, no, no, I can't feel anything." I said, "Well, if you could, <laughs> if you could just tell me where your guide is in the room, and I can see the guide, and they have yet to to pick the wrong place." And so then I say to them, you just picked out of the entire room the exact spot that your guide is at. So you are aware of your guide. You're just not allowing yourself to trust that. And so just allowing yourself to sit quietly, take something that you know, they held a lot, like their phone or something, because this is a talisman, it holds their energy. Mm-hmm. And just loving them and allowing yourself to be aware of whatever you are, it could be like it may come through a dream. Like you said, it can come through something you hear, something you feel, something you just know. Um, it could be physical, like what I got with Alex that one day. It could be a sign if some things, t- they come through signs. I was... I was swimming um, or scuba diving because I decided I was going to embody one of Alex's traits, which he was a very courageous person. He wasn't scared of much. He did a lot of adventures. So I decided in the Great Barrier Reef that I was going to scuba dive in his honor. And I was scared because I hadn't done it for 47 years and I'm old. (laughs) So, So I got in there and I did it and I'm swimming along. And I said to Alex, I hope that you see me. I'm being brave for you. I hope in heaven that you can see me doing this. I'm being very brave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this turtle comes up beside me and it's swimming along with me. And I look over at this turtle and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the picture on his wall. This is his spirit animal. Mm -hmm. It is the exact turtle. It's not any other different kind of turtle. It's this green sea turtle that he has a big picture on his wall of. And it swam along with me and I could feel Alex's presence and that he was proud of me for being brave. And I have thousands of stories like
0: that. And they always want, they're always trying to get through. And they my, are my favorite story is, well, and I've had it, I've had it happen to me over and over again, but my, my neighbor lady, she was an, I call her the angel lady because she had so many angels at her house and super lovely woman. So one night I wake up for what, you know, I'm psychic, whatever. So I, I I'm sitting out there looking at her house and it's dark. Well, the ambulance comes and takes her husband. He passed. And so I, mm. I go over there and, the next day I'm with her and she tells me a story about in the fifties when her best friend came to her after she passed. So she didn't know she had passed. She just comes to her and sits on her bed. Like you said, Mm -hmm. physical form is scary. She was scared. And then she goes, (laughs) she says, tell my husband that you saw me. That's all she says. And she's gone. And then the next time she comes back and she says the same thing, but she's a little bit more blurry this time, because she had just passed and she wanted to get this message through. Tell my husband that you saw me well she she is afraid so she packs her car and tells her husband we got to go on a road trip because I she they'll put her away right <laughs> she thinks yeah. <laughs> so she she says the next day he took his life the next day he took his life he was in that space and like I said if you have low spirits they can't come through they're knocking knock and then Evie that yeah. was her name when she passed her her um her friend passed and she said when when you pass you got to give me a sign you got to give me a sign so She's there watching, um, oh gosh, and Michael Landon the angel show
1: mm-hmm.
0: walking with angels or something. I don't know the show, yeah, yeah. And she goes, She was a police officer knocked on my door and and commented on my angel sign how much he loved the angel. Well, she thinks her angels look like military, you know, men. Um, <laughs> and so you got, she goes, I didn't call the police, police come to my house. I'm watching the Michael Landon angel show, knocks on my door, mentions the angel. I go, That was him. I mean, he yeah. Couldn't, He made the call, the 911 call that you didn't make. And he came through and she couldn't see it because at that point she was so depressed, right? Herself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That energy is, it's thick, that emotional energy and it's hard for them to get through to us sometimes. So if we just, um, what was that? (laughs) Mr. Mathers. (laughs) Oh, okay. So if we just take that place to sit in love And remember, look at the pictures of the, when they were here, the joys, the love that we had and shared, if we can get into that space, they can get through to us easier.
0: Yep. Lifting your spirits. And and it's as much as just going outside, staring at the stars or the moon, because you're looking up. We've got, and they're looking at
2: the same moon. Yeah.
0: And yes, (laughs) the hopelessness that our children feel the hopelessness is because what are people doing when they're on their phone? We're looking down and we're not. Um, aware of the beauty and what's working in this world and the connection with um each other so mm-hmm. gosh it's, it's, medica- <laughs> it's medication and, and the phone and they've done this on purpose to keep us um separated because separated we don't have much power United and connected we do so join a group yeah. of like-minded
2: people go hiking bird watching absolutely. You know, and and remember the good times that you had with them it's so healing and making an altar i made a big altar in his honor and put all these beautiful pictures and things that he loves and so i walk by that every day several times and i remember all of those wonderful things that we shared well i want everyone to reach out to you or if they want to come to
0: uh, get a session with you what's your website uh, it's tanya swan dot com dot com yeah
2: <laughs> keep everything easy it's my email tanya swan at amazon.com tanya <laughs>
0: well that's good and, and you are a hypnotherapist you do uh past life uh regression probably uh all kinds of healing work uh um we have to get together you and i because we absolutely
2: can... <laughs> now is there some place that we can put i'm i, I created a list including Sa- Sally's information the healing circles and helping parents heal and stuff like that how to get to them is there some place that we can put this for people to get it you just just send it to me and I'll put it on my page okay, okay. so we'll do that well I want to thank you Tanya
0: uh, uh if you want to reach out to me it's dina-marie.com i'm going to start up with the retreats again It's 4 hours here on Woodby island go to my website to see about that or just reach out to me uh we will end the show with the van connor song that we wrote my redemption and it was our last song we wrote together but i wanted to do something different because our song started to sound the same you know and I, I said i want you to play those notes that the church says that we can't that you can't put together <laughs> he goes okay so that's kind of how the, the song starts <laughs> is with these notes of the the Church didn't like played together because it brought you more passion or might've opened your sexual center of some sort. I'm not even sure, but I love the beginning of the song and I love the message of the song. And I just want to send love and light to, to Mr. Connor. Cause I know he's, he's on the other side celebrating. Um, he, he, he looks good to me. He looks much healthier there than he did here. So, amen. All right. My redemption come back next week for more people, places and activities that will lift your spirits.
1: felt so right, but I knew it was wrong It seemed like a blink of an eye it Was just a blink of time in God's eye place where I want to stay, never coming out, waiting for my time to end, darkness is my friend, if I had it my way.